Hello everyone and welcome to Sid's Foodcast, the food podcast where me and my guests talk about food, our love for food, and everything in the name of food. This is your host, Sid, and welcome to the show. For today's episode, we have John Cruz and we talked about high school memories, baking, and his life in a culinary school. I hope you guys enjoy the show this podcast i think it's like i don't know it's like 3 p.m jen i don't know if that yeah oh uh, yeah it's yes yeah, no it's it's like four i think four. Uh, uh to be honest i just woke up like what for l- around lunchtime so it's <laughs> it's tapa and it's yeah it's a bit of brunch it's tapa and shrimp sinigang <laughs> wait did you, did you have to cook that one or like i don't know leftover food oh no I, I, it's it was leftover it was leftover food but yeah most of the time if i'm not doing the cooking it's most it's most it's mostly the helpers wow man uh, if when we when we wake up really late and you really just can't choose whatever you or like what you want to eat like you just eat whatever's given to you most of the time oh uh, yeah well, <laughs> <laughs> when I think of tapa and and in sinigang, yeah. shrimp sinigang, I was like, oh, that that doesn't it taste it, it's really good, but it doesn't really match as well. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't really match. Well, that's why I just assume that it's like it's it's, it's probably leftover <laughs> food from dinner or something. Can you describe what it was like tapa tapa how? Oh, uh, it's it's the regular tapa that you know. It's a bit dried out. It's like jerky when you when you chew on it. <laughs> I don't like that kind of tapa. Yeah, it, it's really hard. There's so many different kinds of tapas if you if you were going to think about it. And then sinigang the shrimp, like since it's left over from like what last time, uh, it's gonna be hard, chewy, chewy, rubbery, you know. But it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, like learning how to manage the doneness of food, medyo na pick up ko yun sa Western cuisine or especially sa ano sa sa US. I learned how like timing ng pagluluto. Maybe because when I was in the Philippines, I was I didn't really cook as much. Maybe or maybe I was starting to cook maybe around after college. I cook sometimes during college, but not like it's just basically frying. But my interest yeah. with cooking, I've been mm-hmm. I've always been interested with food and eating, but cooking mm-hmm. uh, just started after uh, after college, and then dun dito ko lang na realize how the timing of cooking is very very important. Because for us, because when we cook adobo or when we cook sinigang or anything else, like we don't yeah, really. Yeah. We don't really care, like like as long as magmalambot na okay na, like ganon. Mm. Like but um, and then when we think of, okay, I'm I'm talking about like home cooking aspects, ah, when when your mom and you know your dad or oh, yeah, whatever, definitely whatever you know, like pag ano like oh just let it simmer. Like mo- most of the staple Filipino food would like me let let it ano simmer for like. 45 minutes an hour and then you know the, yeah, yeah. the longer the longer you let it sit the the tastier it would get but you know when you when you said about shrimp uh-huh. you know i i just i learned that you shouldn't cook shrimp for too long like um last, wow. last time i cooked um budichige 
I mean, like kimchi jjigae, and I added shrimp to it. It was the one of the uh -huh. last ingredients that I added to uh, no, to complete the dish because I didn't. I know the difference now of chewy, uh, mm -hmm. chewy yeah, yeah, yeah. shrimp and like really really cooked shrimp, and even so fish. Like I know, fish shouldn't be so firm na kainin. It should. Something like the the, the texture. It should be like uh, a texture, like it's it's going to like, well sort of melt in your mouth oh, because then... yeah, uh, you don't want uh, cook a fish to be overcooked. Like uh, mm -hmm. you think of you think aspects of how you cook it. Are you grill it? Are you going to fry it? Are you going to steam it? There's so many yeah, there's mm -hmm. so many things that you have to actually think about mm -hmm. it if you want your fish to be like well. Uh, you know, uh, to be, you know, uh, to be eaten properly mm. and cooked properly. Cause it's oh, like oh, I don't know when 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 I eat fish that they like oh, la kind like I know like this mm -hmm. is like it it's so firm sometimes, you know? but uh, but when yeah, you yeah. cook fish the right way, it's supposed to like it glazes on your mouth and it makes a soft fish, and then like really it melts in your mouth. Like this is the fish that I like. You know, this is how I want it. Yeah, it's just like it's it's a, the little the little things that you kind of discover when you're doing home cooking. Like that's what I what, yeah. you know that's what I picked up when you mentioned sinigang and then shrimp about it. There are other yeah. types of dishes that when you sit it for long, it 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 gets mm -hmm. better and better. But there are other dishes like like sometimes even steak or like you know strip steak or you know you only have to cook it for just very few minutes. And when we yeah, think yeah. of Filipino food, but like, oh, like it's always like over, <laughs> not like always. Yeah, but, but <laughs> the thing is, if you compare it to Western cuisine and like uh, uh, Philippine cuisine, mm -hmm. the the US will say as long as it's cooked well, it's up to par. Like, uh, and you, you know, you compare. Uh, sorry, if you compare it, you compare it like uh, let's say a steak. If mm -hmm. a Filipino sees that it's still red, you cook it. You mm -hmm. cook it some more. <laughs> That's that's why, and then and then when you go to the U.S., you're like, oh, I'd like my steak rare, mm -hmm. and then it's acceptable to them because uh, I think uh, we've gone through the process of being uh, food safe mm -hmm. uh, with our, you know, you don't want to get infected by sorts of things. But mm -hmm. the thing is, uh, it's it's reached to the culinary view that oh, we we we. We can't serve it like this. It's overcooked. Like mm -hmm. there's so many factors, and there's so many tradition. Traditionally speaking, that's why. So uh, I think I think it's it's a way of knowing different cultures. That's why it's it's so vast. Oh, it's reached oh, to the yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. Because you you know the first thing you, if you don't know anything about the country, what is the first thing that comes to your mind when you think about how to get how how. Uh, to get to know a country, food. what's the first thing you do? Yeah, see, it's food. Yeah. A food and a food and cooking. That's like that's like the most, the most. Uh, that's like the best thing to get to know a country. <laughs> uh, and, and, and you know, and in the process, you get to know the traditions of people, mm -hmm. why they do it like this, why they do it like that. I mean, food is is the best thing you can like mm -hmm. learn about cultural uh, in. Uh, in a, in a country's culture, mm -hmm. I mean, food is is such a is the is the best thing mm -hmm. to know if if you want to know about the country. Yeah, and then that, that again, I mentioned this like to my old previous podcast. Like, 
sometimes people travel for the culture and the the, the, the views and and mm. the, the landscapes kind of for me i travel for food I, mean, I travel for what can i eat in that certain country you know yeah <laughs> but uh like when you when you're talking about your, your vast knowledge with culinary cuisine i understand you yeah. are a, you are a discipline you are you are you are a uh, why did i say discipline you are a disciple of you know yeah. the culinary <laughs> culture a culinary mm -hmm. world but um but back then uh, for people who are listening um, to this podcast, um, I've known John back then because we were classmates in high school. We high were, school, you know, yeah. We, we were not like, you know, we, we back then we were just, you know, you know, we we were just kids. We were happy-go-lucky <laughs> kids with, you know, with with, with aimless positions in life. Like, like we were like, oh man, mm. what am I what am I gonna be when I you know when oh, I grow up? Oh man, I don't so on and so forth. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Like, oh, I've known you when I was like twelve, thirteen. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah, 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 yeah. I don't really think like, you know, what am I gonna do with my life? I just think like, how do I pass this test? Or like, oh, can I skip class? Yeah, I am. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you never skip class. Yeah. We've never yeah. like uh, if we were going if we were going to pinpoint out other people, <laughs> uh, like it, it, we we were we I, I was a, but I was still an oddball out because you know I wasn't very studious. <laughs> uh, it wasn't wasn't that smart. But if I needed help, I still asked mm. for it. Yeah, yeah. I think we more problems than before. Yeah, but yeah, that that's how I knew John probably. Um, uh, people know him as a shoutcaster with um, uh, or when he was a when he was a professional esports player I know you played Starcraft and you played um, Hearthstone correct yeah oh, oh. Uh, currently if no back back uh, then no, when you were still a are you still a professional um, esports player or no no uh, I've given up the, the you know practicing mm -hmm. So far, if I'm going to like play the game, I play it to learn it, and mm -hmm. then I use the knowledge to commentate on games. Mm -hmm. So yeah. more of more of the yeah, it's more mm -hmm. of the scene. But yeah. yeah, I used to play competitively, mm -hmm. but not so much anymore. Ganon ganon yung ano namin before, like when I knew John and it, yeah. um, we uh, we shared uh, this love for games. You know, more we usually back then, you know, we played a lot of Dota One. And then, oh yeah, uh, definitely Dota, a lot of Dota One. But then we also, um, you know, we talk about PlayStation Two games like Final Fantasy Twelve during the, those days, and and know, yeah, um, um, and then all we just basically love playing, you know, video games in general. Um, yeah. But when it comes to food, when I think of John back then, because he, he was a hefty, hefty kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh wait, until today. <laughs> Um, but what I do remember, you know, um, there's just, like just when you think of food, like there's just a lot of things that we could talk about when back in high school. Nalalaw lang siguro. Yeah, you would have this killer sandwich, man. And, like we would, you would. I don't know. Your mom would make it. Oh or something. yeah, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Sometimes my mom would make it. Then yeah. if I'm if I'm not too lazy, I would make it as well. Because oh, when you think of sandwich back then, we think of cheese sandwich. Dadalin mo sa school. You think of maybe ham and cheese. Ganun lang. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. your your sandwich had cold cut ham. That was my mayo. That was my lettuce. That was my yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, because you know, I'm I'm gonna say it right now. Sorry to interrupt yeah. you, but. Uh, we uh, my household 
is is very heavily influenced by western mm-hmm. uh, western style that's why you know comparing it right now like yeah like uh, we were we were a bit mix of uh, both the Filipino and the Western nice. That's mm-hmm. why when we made when I made the sandwiches and you guys were just there, this <laughs> you guys would be like, we we solid para like I'm surprised you people don't know about you know tomato and lettuce mm-hmm. and the chicken. You know mm-hmm. it would be just a regular cheese sandwich. Yeah. But yeah, but, but basically, I, I, uh, now that I think about it, I think I was flaunting too much. Mm-hmm. About you know, but it, then again, it was food. Nobody even thought about that. Like, are you flaunting your wealth? No, it's not. It's 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 more flaunting food, and then you know, make others sound very jealous. Yeah. But it, it's not a flaunting of status. It was more of like, oh, ito pare solid to. Like, uh, we would we would say, try this on your sandwich, and oh, you man. people loved it too. Oh, I, I noticed. Yeah, and I love it when you just casually say, "You people." <laughs> <laughs> Because the concept of cold cuts is uh, has been non-existent, I guess, in, in a normal uh, Filipino house, yeah, household yeah. that's like 2000. I mean, 2007, 2008, then Oh, yeah. Uh, like, I think it was 2006, though. 2007. Oh, 2006, 2007 for your first year. But we were classmates until 2008. When you were still yeah, yeah, we were, we were. But yeah, um, you know, the concept of cold cuts, you know, it's basically white. Like, you th- even if we look at your ham, it's like, it's not cooked, man. Like, when you think of ham, mo. but, you know, here oh. in the U.S., you know, and then in Western cuisine, like, it's called considered cold cuts. It's you don't need to cook it. You just like put it in, and then you, you, it's good to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why. Right. Yeah, and then you know, like the, the the combination of that sandwich, man. I can still remember. I can still really taste it. It like probably <laughs> was my first experiences of really having a really delicious sandwich that it's that it's not like cheese, tapos egg, tapos loto na ham. Like that's like. Ganun lang yung concept ng sandwich ko oh, yeah. dati. Ganun lang. Like, that it ne- never had, like, you know, the, the, the lettuce, tomatoes, cheese, and then cold cut mm. ham. Like, oh my god. And then mayo. And then, the, the, oh my god. That, that sound, it, it tastes so good. I, I think we were, like, we were, like, trying to buy your, your half of your sandwich or something. Something like that. Like, we really, I, I really wanted to try that that sandwich yeah but then mm-hmm. like i think that was like one of the fondest memories that i had when it comes to you and, and food and you know mm-hmm. besides the like the cafeteria discussions like one yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's, it's pretty much like when we talk about cafeteria talk it's basically just about how we hate schoolwork and that was and uh, like yeah <laughs> wish we could just play Dota. Dota all day, but <laughs> We were we were so afraid that we might get caught because we actually saw a group that got caught like what a week later from that conversation. Uh, yeah, no, not, not going to. Karon na naman yung ano yung usapan is either video games, yeah, yeah. food, or the canteen or how how school sucks. <laughs> yeah, how but, school sucks. <laughs> or like or like what heroes are we going to play? Uh, <laughs> but now you know we, we we've gone to our ways and you know uh, but we still managed to 
reconnecting sometime and then now i've i've seen you doing your you know your your own culinary journey and um for people um who may not know this like he, they know that you are an esports player but you are a very very big foodie and you are yeah. selling brownies i guess right yeah now. yeah right now uh, -huh. uh yeah but because uh, i've grown to you know love like what i've learned from the culinary uh state uh so far brownies are good but mm -hmm. it's hard to think of more projects because like in the local market oh yeah People have been selling cookies mm -hmm. as well. People have been selling like banana bread, mm -hmm. but but I, I think banana bread is also a good mm -hmm. uh, trade to go into. Right. But yeah, I'm still still trying to work out the kinks mm -hmm. on what 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 should be next. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and then you've been working out with 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 all of these types of projects while you're still doing your um your contribution to the esports scene. But before oh, I, yeah, but before I transition to the discussion of food, how I, you, you after high school, you studied mm. in college. I, I know you. I think you. you I, I'm pretty sure you could. Oh, me you okay, took, okay. I think you took a gap year and then you studied in USD. Then you studied yeah, um, yeah. music school. Music. What was like, the concert, it was music. music. It was. It was. It was theatrical music. Oh, but yeah, yeah uh, I'll go to the one year gap first. Mm -hmm. I, I guess uh, I took a year off because you know I was a bit. Uh, disgruntled. I didn't know. I didn't really know what to do, uh, to be honest. And uh, b basically, you know, it was it was basically church work, like uh, mm -hmm. a good what a good six to eight months, and then then finally decided. Okay, uh, when the when the church work is done, I finally transitioned to get into college. But I didn't really want to know. But the thing is, you know, I was still a big foodie then, and you know, I, I you know, fun fact, I, I went to the I went to USD because it was actually it was the only college right there and then or or La Salle, uh, what do you call this? The other other La Salle? Saint Benil. <laughs> uh, yeah, Saint Benil because mm -hmm. the, other I the, <laughs> the other La Salle. The other La Salle. How how bad that would be if other people from La Salle heard this podcast. <laughs> I'm actually oh, yeah, but, to but someone that, from the uh, this podcast. Oh really? You did? <laughs> yeah. Oh god! Oh, you know, from the other side. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh no! <laughs> How bad would that be? Anyways, continue. But yeah, yeah. Oh, so going back to the topic, like, because uh, those were the only two colleges that I knew of and that I could really go to because. It was easy to commute to, and my house was fairly like what near to it. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't consider other colleges because I didn't know how to get to them. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> simple as that. It's not, I don't know what it, yeah, but but yeah, go, going back to the topic, it's like okay, so unfortunately, Benil wasn't taking in more culinary students because it was full, mm -hmm. and then. So the the other option I had was like for a second batch because I was a late batch because uh, when I was trying to get into college this was a batch of oh okay we're accepting a, a second batch of students the first batch is done the first batch is like the start of the new school year but with enrollment going on I missed that I missed that uh, month so the next month I found out oh okay they're accepting like second batches like which is cool so I went to that school. And then I went to USD. But you know, this is it. Like, 
uh, when it was been oh, okay, I just went here for the formality, so mm-hmm. I'll probably pick photography. That's it. But the thing is, they, they never really came back with me to a letter. That means, okay, maybe my, what do you call this, my application was denied because mm-hmm. maybe I didn't do good, didn't do well on the mm-hmm. test, etc. So when I went to USP, I was actually late for the exam. <laughs> because it was commuting, commuting was so bad. I mean, Even until now, it was it's so bad, yeah. But um, uh, sorry so, to cut you off, but like, yeah. just a quick question: Do you take Ostet and then you'd have to do an audition, or just Ostet? Yeah, yeah. It was it was Ostet then an audition. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, but the thing is, uh, when it that was for music, mm-hmm. but when when it came to what do you call this the the, but I put first on my application that it would. It, it was supposed to be culinary, like uh, HRM. That's mm-hmm. what it was called then. And then, uh, it's instead of putting me there, they gave me the option to only pick music because you could only pick two courses that was mm-hmm. there. So my first choice was HRM, but I, I ended up uh, staying in music. That's why. Mm-hmm. So, okay, uh, they called me back. Well, you passed your... You passed your application for music. Unfortunately, HRM was full, so okay, uh, I couldn't get into the batch. It's fine, but yeah, you know, uh, when I got into music, the the entrance test, they made me audition, and then I aud- uh, I auditioned twice <laughs> because they they made the teacher that actually auditioned me like my voice, and he auditioned me for the choir, uh-huh. so. So basically, when I got into school, I pot- I potentially got oh no, no they didn't potentially get I got a scholarship right off the bat because the music uh, the music uh, what do you call this the music entrance exam like okay we we like this guy and uh, you know I'm giving him scholarship right off the it was a twenty five percent scholarship <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised because mm-hmm. I got into and then the teacher said that audition me. You you will also be my student for like for the first year second year. I was surprised like mm-hmm. oh okay, wow. Uh, so I was uh, uh, but yeah that's how I got into Ustel and then but yeah uh, things went by like uh, man I, I I actually lost my fire my burn and drive in the music industry. I enjoyed everything but I learned so much like with the five years I've been there but. It wasn't really cutting it for me, and you know, I mean, think you, you really finished the whole the whole degree. No, no, I did, I did not do it. You, that's why. So you stayed for how many years? Like five. Five yeah. years. But yeah, things mm-hmm. took a turn for worse. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really good for my mental, mm-hmm. you know, my, my mental health. Like, okay, I'm the only thing I was stuck with, like with what majors that were taking up time, and then mm-hmm. I couldn't keep up with the minors. Yeah, but yeah. Basically, I left because yeah, I really, I really gave them a letter that uh, my mental health is wasn't mm-hmm. uh, wasn't good, uh, and yeah, I really stated the letter that I was going to leave and probably you know n- not come back for a good period of time. But you know, I ended up just nah, I think I was just enrolled in like these uh, certificate courses. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really keeping up. That's why. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, th- that's the journey so far. But yeah, uh, before getting into the topic of food, I I still used what I learned in music 
uh, into shoutcasting, like my proper voice, mm-hmm. I should be taking care of it, you know, the techniques. Mm-hmm. That's why it, when you're into shoutcasting, you have to be crisp, you have to be clear. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't it wasn't as well as you know speaking. But you had to have a you had to have a good <clears throat> sorry setup, mm-hmm. and uh, I've built it to this day, and you know I never regretted. The things that you know I've done with uh, the esports scene, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm still glad to be part of it. Even now, I'm still getting gigs. I'm talking to one person right now about my gigs, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm about to learn a new game. Uh-oh. But yeah, that, that, that's how things are uh, so far. Mm-hmm. All right, and then now, and then wh- how did you get the jump for um, you know from going to USD? Studying music to, and then to food to studying in in culinary school. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, man, basically, that's how it was. Because, I, like I mentioned before in our previous topic, like when I was when we were getting into Ostet, I culinary was always on the top of my list. Because you you know um, I'm gonna say this right now. It was it was a family thing. Because I loved my um, auntie so much, mm-hmm. but uh, she died of she died of complications in health. Like she, mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, partly because of also because it was cancer, and mm-hmm. then yeah, I she didn't make it. So far, I, I lost an what do you call this? Like an idol mm-hmm. because she loved food so much. Like she drive me to cook like this, cook like that. Mm-hmm. But she was actually like building up a foundation in me, like. I've never been so like passionate about food, and I like it. Um, yeah, I miss I miss my auntie. That's mm-hmm. all I'm gonna say because I think that's where my drive for food came from. Like, uh, mm-hmm. uh, sure, I did have a drive for music, but it wasn't as good as, as the drive for for, for food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for cooking. So that's why when I made my jump into culinary, uh, it was it was the best feeling in the world. I I did not, you know, I wasn't like the smartest student per se. But I, I was like but when I when I got into cooking, when I got into techniques, I was so happy. I was so happy. Like it was a big it was a big jump from my mental health, like going into cooking. It it was it uh it gave me joy. It gave me it gave me the satisfaction I needed. Like but, you, you knew that uh, this is the thing that you should be doing. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, a thing that I should have been learning mm-hmm. at the start, you know. Was it, um, where did and, you study, man? Oh, I, I studied before in Global uh, Culinary, uh, the Glo- uh, Global Academy. That's mm-hmm. the name of the school. So, yeah, um, uh, so far they teach so much. It was mostly French techniques, mm-hmm. techniques that even a Filipino in the start could learn, but it's a it's a process, mm-hmm. but at least it it was it was so fun it was fun and at the same time challenging. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine like learning those techniques, you know, like the proper. Obviously, mm-hmm. it, it's a big jump from home cooking to learning how to cook in the oh, you know, in, in, in the professional yeah, chicken pro- professional chicken professional kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, uh, yeah, it was a big jump, like. Uh, I, I was so surprised that oh you 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 really can't do this you really can't do that like the Filipino way in the school wasn't mm-hmm. accepted and if you ever like make mistakes oh it's a deduction of points deduction mm-hmm. of this deduction of that I was so surprised I was, <laughs> I was culturally shocked that's 
that's how I would I would mm. see. Ani yung ano like it, like the basic mm. or like the foundation skills na learn mo. Like if people like wondering like what is what are what what they what can they expect when they go to a culinary? Oh school? okay, uh, man. Like um okay, <laughs> there's so many fun things that like okay first things first. When you think of boxed brownies, like you know, oh, it's fun to mix this. It's just, this, mm-hmm. it's just putting the water, putting the oil. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it can be willy nilly, but no, there's some things like you have to, you have to mix it properly. No over mixing. Like mm-hmm. you're, you treat it, uh, treat it like a living being. You're mm-hmm. not supposed to overwork. The batter. You're supposed to mix it properly, and then that's it. You leave it alone. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when it came when when it came to culinary school, like they taught you how to do this and taught you how to do that. It was such a big jump. Like okay, just mix it like mix it well. When you say well, like don't over mix it, don't over complicate it. Mm-hmm. And then um, when it came to bread, like oh, there's so many techniques. Like oh. It's, you know, people would be like, "In this, you know, just mix it like this, and then put it in the oven. We're good." But no, <laughs> what what culinary school is like? You have to fold it. You have to make it rise. You have to, uh, you have to apply the proper temperatures to, to, be, to for it to be stored the way. But those those were like thirteen steps, <laughs> <laughs> which like, which you could technically apply today. But mm-hmm. uh, there are some steps you can skip because. You know, with the with the help of leaveners mm-hmm. and such, but the, but the foundation that like stuck with you, like you know. Mm-hmm. I think uh, that's the most important thing. You know, the skills that you get, the yeah. fundi- the knife skills. You know, um, kit prep. Oh, definitely you know, knife skills. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't imagine like it, if culinary school is hard, mm-hmm. and then you yeah, there's actually a teacher and they they take the time for you to learn these techniques. What what how much more if you're in an actual restaurant where it's always such a rush, and you need to have oh, those yeah, skills definitely. intact. Like oh my gosh, I, I can't I can't I can't imagine. <laughs> well, uh, uh, I I can say this now. Um, from my friends and yeah, especially me when I've learned. Um, sometimes the techniques is not. You know, it's not applied, but rather, oh, oh, this is for cooking. It's mm-hmm. very different from baking, because baking you need to memorize your techniques. You need mm-hmm. to memorize those steps. Otherwise, you've screwed everything. Oh, the chocolates, <laughs> like uh, let's say, the, oh no, the chocolate's not tempered properly. Mm-hmm. The chocolate's not set properly. Whereas when you when you compare it to cooking, okay, it should look like this. It should end up like this. The ta- it, the taste should end up like this. Go do it. Mm-hmm. So, the cook, uh, the techniques, the only techniques that I could see in cooking, like you have to properly mince this, you have to properly chop this, and then it should look like this. That's it. But yeah, some techniques should be memorized. But man, it's I think it's so much more complicated in baking <laughs> and, and compared to cooking. Okay, like now, but it, there's always there's always an inside war when it comes to chef. What do you think is more complicated, baking or cooking? Mm-hmm. So that, that that's that's something I could you know tell the listeners right now. Like, what do you what do you guys think is more complicated? But yeah, you know, getting getting into it, the proper techniques, so on and so forth. I would say for both, at least 
uh, you would learn the safety. Safety is the number one thing you should remember mm -hmm. in the kitchen. Don't cut your don't cut your fingers. fingers. You know, uh, properly place it on the cutting board. The cutting board should be washed properly. Mm -hmm. I would say that is the best way to learn also in the cooking is to be sanitized properly. Mm -hmm. And this is one thing that Filipinos mostly uh, do not uh, take into effect. Like they don't wear gloves when the food is cut, so on and so forth. Like, and you wonder why people are like. <laughs> people are like, oh, my, my stomach hurts like from this. It's food poisoning. But I would say safety is like the number one thing right now in food. Mm -hmm. And I, I guess there are still definitely some sort of takeaway that you can get even if you are a, a home cook, you know. Um, I'm not saying yeah. like, like home, like, you know, you're a home cook and then you should go to culinary school. Not really. I, I mean, no. it, first and foremost, it's pretty expensive you know if you get if you get if you have the money to like oh i wanna you know i wanna cook for my family and i, I want to do it properly i'm gonna go to culinary school then good for you you can you can afford that but yeah you can afford but it. you know um there is a value into culinary school if you really mm -hmm. are into food you know that's yeah. that's the thing if you are into food and you want to improve your skills and you're serious about it Definitely, culinary school is one of the one of the key tools that you could use if you want to improve your, you know, your your cooking. Um, yeah. Um, I guess my next question would be, what is like one of the one of the most difficult dishes that you've made or baked or like the desserts that you've baked in culinary school? Oh. If you could recall, um, like an I exam maybe or like a. I yeah, it's something. an exam. Basically, like I think, uh, compared uh, compared to baking and um, cooking, cooking was like the most challenging part because it had so many components. It had so many steps. So first off, um, it was a four course meal. So mm -hmm. basically, uh, you would have a soup, you would have a salad, you have the main, you have the mains. Mm -hmm. But aside from the main, uh, uh, I think it was something as the sauce. Mm -hmm. Like it was a four bait. It was, it was four parts. Like you had to have a good sauce. You had to have good mains. Uh, it was two mains. That's why. So you know, practically it was a four. It was four parts. You had to go to good soup, and you had to have, you had to have a good salad. So basically, mm -hmm. oh. things would start off with the soup. There were so many things in the soup. And then the salad, it was simple. But the leaves didn't have to be wilted. They had to be, like, shocked in ice and then prepared in, in ways. Like, oh, my goodness. Can you, can you describe what were the dishes that you made in that four-course meal? Well, so let's start with the, with the what was it? The with the soup. What did you, what did with you make? With the soup. Oh, okay. We made, like, a pea soup, dude. Mm -hmm. uh, a pea soup is... The green pea soup was, like, oh, you have to... You Mash have to use cheese. Yeah. Uh, well, it wasn't to the point that you had to mash it. You mm -hmm. had to like put it in a mixer in a blender. Mm -hmm. So the first first things first. Uh, you would uh, you would get the peas and you would uh, boil them to uh, well yeah boil them in chicken broth. Mm -hmm. So the chicken 
the chicken broth or chicken uh, the chicken broth was made from a previous day that mm-hmm. uh, we were required to do mm-hmm. for yeah for 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 quality mm-hmm. and then we had to it was basically the stock mixed mm-hmm. into the peas and then you would end up with uh, peas to the point like oh okay it had to be cooked for this minutes it had to be at a certain temperature mm-hmm. oh there was there were so many things that you had to take into consideration. So when the peas were done, uh, you would put them into the blender. You would put cream. You would put uh, the stock. You would put the proper seasonings, and then you had to blend them together. And you had to make sure it was puree. It was soup-like. So mm-hmm. after after that, you take it out of the you have to take it out of the blender. Put it back into your into your so uh, not not really a saucepan, but into your pan and then mm-hmm. you have to cook it some more and then is this the consistency you want is mm-hmm. this the consistency that the chef i mean the chef would want so we all passed it like uh, okay it's a green pea soup we have to decorate it with cream so on and so forth with creativity <laughs> like oh my goodness like we already put cream in this we're going to put more cream on it to decorate it that's so i was so like i was so it's soup like, you'd be <laughs> People would be like, you'd be done with it crying. for like two yeah, minutes. <laughs> yeah, you, you're supposed to be done with it like two minutes, but this is super Christ's sakes. You have to put in the blender, you have to put in some stock. Like, oh my goodness, we were all scrambling for this. Mm-hmm. And we were and we were only six people. What more if the kitchen had ten? Mm-hmm. If it was ten, people would be grabbing the blender right off the bat. Like, it was so confusing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next to the but, yeah, soup, what, was, uh, what was the next? What was the salad? What What did you make? Uh, salad. It was. It is pretty much mishmash of. Okay, take it out of. Uh, take it out of the station. Mm-hmm. Uh, put it in the ref to chill, and then you have to wash it in some ice water to shock it. Mm-hmm. Shocking, shocking vegetables would make it more crisper, more. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a good. It would give it a good bite, mm-hmm. and then you know uh, after that. We would dry it off in some tissue paper. Make mm-hmm. sure it was dried off properly, and then you uh, after. Uh, but while that was going on, you had to be boiling some potatoes, like proper mm-hmm. potatoes, like the small marbled potatoes. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you got this too mushy, minus points. If you got this raw, minus points. Like you had to think <laughs> about that while you were doing while you were doing the leaves like oh my goodness will it turn out the way it's supposed to and then you know and then we, we would pass the salad and then that would be it mm-hmm. so you have to you have to think about potatoes you have to think about the the lettuce mm-hmm. at the same time but it didn't it didn't need egg but the sauce the sauce was the like the most complicated part I mean, sauce na, ano, the, yeah the sauce was like um I think it was it was an emulsion of egg. Um, mm-hmm. It was it's a, it wasn't really a hollandaise. It was more of oh, it was a main it was a mayo substance with, mm-hmm. uh, with egg, olive oil. But, yeah, it was olive oil and then an egg yolk. If mm-hmm. you so you had to think about will this sauce be enough? Will it break? Like <laughs> oh my goodness, because. If you put too much oil, uh-huh. oh no, it's gonna become oily, and then mm-hmm. you have to put the right amount of oil and make sure there's no egg white because if there was an egg white, your sauce is done. Mm-hmm. That's it, finished. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, that was also the more complicated part of that. 
Right. And then, I, I, and then that would be it technically for the salad. salad. And and, tapos ano yung main nyo? Okay, the main would be uh, a, a ro- it was it was technically it was a lapu lapu. It was a lapu lapu mm-hmm. over haricover. Haricover is basically beans, a uh, French French beans like that was that had to be at a certain temperature. And then it had to be clean, but yeah, but the fish, dude, you had to descale it, you had to fillet it, you had to debone it. <laughs> <laughs> There were so many things. Do you have, do you have to get you the tweezers? To yeah, yeah you had to get you had to get tweezers. And if the school didn't have the tweezers, you had to bring in your own equipment. The school would allow it. Like, mm-hmm. okay, the, the school doesn't have enough tweezers. I have to get tweezers of my own. And then lo and behold. It's a good thing I actually had tweezers of my own because it wasn't enough. Like the tweezers, other tweezers were so bad, couldn't use it. But yeah, um, aside from the, the scale, uh, aside from scaling it, okay. And then you had to cook it to a proper temperature. Mm-hmm. The skin had skin to be first. crispy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, skin, skin first. It had to be scored. Scored meaning you put a like, like a, knife, a like yeah a knife. You run your knife through mm-hmm. the skin, and then it would have marks. Like grill marks, mm. grill marks like for a steak. Like mm-hmm. okay, you want a barbecued steak, you have to have the proper grill marks. That was it for the fish. So you would put the fish on, mm-hmm. and the aside from the aside from the fish, uh, it would have to be properly seasoned because mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, moving moving on with that. Aside from the Aside from the fish, and had to be squared be done properly. You you had to like baste it properly. Like a basting mm-hmm. is the process of you know uh, making it bathe in mm-hmm. the oil and such. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, cook it. yeah, evenly cook it, and then the skin. Man, there were so many things. <laughs> and while that was going on, the French, you had to make sure the French beans wasn't overcooked. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had like one mind in another place, mm-hmm. and one mind there. It, it was yeah. We have to multitask like crazy. So, if this, and then aside from that, uh, from the beans, you had to have leeks, and these leeks were supposed to be fried to a consistency of oh, it's nice and crunchy mm-hmm. on top of the fish. So you had to set it aside, aside from, and then you had to form. The the French beans into a certain pattern that should be followed, but yeah. So haricover first, and then the 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 fried the fried fish on top, and then lastly, it's going to be the fried the fried leeks, mm-hmm. the crispy, and it had to be crispy leeks. <sighs> but yeah, uh, like there's so many things you had to. In- Take into yeah. consideration, yeah. And, and, and the presentation and the plating. Yeah, know, presentation, the plating. Yeah, the taste as well has to be on point. You know, yeah. and, and and then the just the, um, because it's an examination, you have this added pressure. You know, it sounds crazy, man, but like that's that's how people go mm-hmm. far, and and be and go beyond their um. Their expertise and their, you know, they they testing out their strength of cooking because they love what they're doing. Right? This yeah, is because it's a love for food. And though, um, for me, you know, even if you're a home cook or, you know, you just love to eat, 
you know there's there's a great great appreciation for chefs out there who really put in the work and the craft and learning and mastering these techniques and it takes a whole lot and then that's why it it, it pays it's expensive <laughs> you're paying yeah for it is it, it was so expensive but you know i think the price would be for another time like off mm. conversation because <laughs> you know you don't want to shop people who are listening mm -hmm. to this. <laughs> yeah. yeah but you know if you if you have the means to go to culinary school you know that it's going to be uh, first it's going to be pricey yeah it's, it's it's going to be expensive but you know if if it's something that you really want to do man like you know i probably think you find a way or you know do the, another route like i don't know like do an apprenticeship I, i'm pretty sure that that's what they do you know oh uh, yeah uh, apprenticeship in a so certain chef work for free the apprent <laughs> the yeah that's the thing like uh, basically, the OJT for like uh, the culinary world is uh, like apprenticeship, and you have to you have to properly do these steps into working your way into being a full time chef. Mm -hmm. So basically, that's how the steps work. Was but it, was it called the stagiaire? Yeah, it's like a stagiaire, mm -hmm. but that's French for you know working uh, for working into a full time restaurant. Mm -hmm. Like that's like. That's a, that's like some food war stuff like that. <laughs> you know, people people learned a lot from I mean the anime. what a stagiaire yeah. is an in anime. Like fun fact for you guys listening, if you if you guys paid real good attention to food wars, like uh, it's a bit of OA mm -hmm. uh, thinking like okay, I rate your dish an F. <laughs> you know, you could sort of put that into imagination of. How well you've done the product for your chef. Mm -hmm. So the, the the steps that I've actually mentioned, that's something that uh, Food Wars did in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, but again, for me, you know, people, yeah, yeah. people people love uh, shogugeki, but for me, I still love cooking Master Boy. That's like my oh, number dude, one. Oh, dude, that was the OG, dude. That yes, was the OG right there. That is the best cooking anime show. Yeah, cooking master, cooking master boy. Yeah. Did, did you know that they have a remake? Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. Oh, oh I'm so excited for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, if you love cooking, if you love shogugeki, you will love cooking master boy. Uh, this is oh, this yeah. is actually my first, very first episode in the podcast. <laughs> I talked about it. <laughs> really? yeah, oh, I, I, I never, I, I never knew that. <laughs> I think I only re listened to the recent ones. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, basically, it, it is in a nutshell, and uh, you you'd be surprised of what what else you'd see. Yes. Uh, you know, learning in the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, oh, well, well, definitely. I guess my takeaway: if you are into the foodie scene, that could be a route. Again, for me, I I already consider I my love for food will be taken to a different route. That's why mm. I love eating. I love talking about it. No, I love cooking as well, but not as much as, you know, like, I want to have a restaurant or I want to have, you know, probably I'll think of I want to do a pop-up someday, something like that. But my love for food is definitely more on discussing food, writing about food, you know, doing a food podcast. And hopefully I could, you know, be a professional eater. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like when you say professional eater, you would you would put that as a food critic, 
But yeah, yeah you know, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a it, it's like a college degree thing, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. You you couldn't call yourself a professional either <laughs> no. unless you were a I, I unless mean, you were a food critic dude. I know someone, you know, Mark Weeds. His title is yeah. a professional eater, but he's not. <laughs> but he's he's not a food critic. He's just basically a he's a, he's a YouTuber, but he's like oh, he's a YouTuber. Yeah, he's okay. a YouTuber. He travels. He he's. And when he talks about food, it's not really pretentious. It's not like yeah. It's not. You know when you read these food critics as sobrang like like you know those those over overused phrases when it comes to yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. describing food melts in your mouth the those like basically it's just ba- basic breakdown and appreciation of food that's why like I kind of like Mark Weeds it's not it doesn't sound pretentious it sounds like an yeah, ordinary yeah. guy who loves food and uh, <laughs> he, it it just it just so happens that. He has 15 million subscribers in, in, in his channel. Oh yeah, and he's not in California, LA scene, uh, like, you know, the eater, the eatery, the BuzzFeed, the, uh, what else, like the Bon Appetit. He's not in there. He's yeah, yeah. in Thailand, traveling uh-huh. in Southeast Asia, trying food. And, you know, he's beating eatery. He's beating BuzzFeed. He's eat is beating taste made he's yeah, beating yeah, yeah. bon appetit with you know with just his camera and then just so simple editing so simple i said like he just has his camera just talks about food and that's basically and he goes to these restaurants and he eats and he talks about it in a non non-pretentious way that's the job that i want to have. like i want to have that his job <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, man, the, what, what's barring us from enjoying stuff right now is like you know the pandemic. Yes. Like it's it's so sad when this pandemic hit. Like there were so many missed opportunities for me as well mm-hmm. to try and eat food that I wanted. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it, things are the way they are. So mostly right now, it's you know it's it's mostly cooking for yourself mm-hmm. trying to enjoy the little things with what right. you have yeah and then me coping about it is me making a podcast talking about food <laughs> but that's good as well it may be it may you may think it seem it may seem a bit childish but mm-hmm. you know doing what we love right now and if we can manage to do what we love right now i think it's the best way to really cope with what's going on yes. in the world mm-hmm. and in a professional standpoint I may not may become a restaurant, but I really am curious about food and culture. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's the that's the route that I want to do. Like, maybe I want to talk about food. Maybe I want to do a food vlog, a food channel, yeah. or maybe I want to study anthropology and become a food anthropologist because yeah, I, yeah. I may not be a chef, but I love history about food. You know, mm. the, you know, and I love how food actually created a lot of our history. You take about food and for people as yeah. well. You know, if people were listening out there, if you are interesting about food, cooking is mm-hmm. definitely the best ways to express your knowledge and appreciation with food. But you know, make a food vlog, make a food food um blog, you make um you know, I don't know, you you read about these the history of soul food, history of the oppression of fried chicken. 
or read, oh, like, you know, read about the history of Buddha Jige and why it's why it's made like that, or you know, f talk about fusion food or lechon. Like, no, 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 that's just my my take. Yeah, man, <laughs> which is good, which is good. Like, uh, you you never find you never really truly find out about what you love until you do mm -hmm. what you love, right there. For okay. sure, for sure, man. And um, I guess what my what my um the last segment in our discussion you know we really yeah. dive deep into your full culinary life and all that one but let's let's kind of take it take a step back and relax for a little bit you know back to our you know computer days you know we, we played <laughs> maybe in college you know what is the best snack or meal that you've eaten in a computer shop oh dude canton. <laughs> <laughs> Because it was so accessible and it was like, I don't want to, I, I don't want to like leave my spot because, mm -hmm. you know, I wanted to, uh, to go to a, like, let's say, but yeah, uh, let's say like, you know, a food, a food store because Ponset Canton was easily accessible. But even in, even in our high school days, we would like, you know. When they order a pancit, we would oh. be like that, so on and so forth, right? <laughs> oh my like, god! We, we had frustrations. <laughs> like we were so we were so lazy to go to a food stall, mm -hmm. and we wanted to keep playing. Oh. So we would order it from the like the shop mm -hmm. themselves, and it was so easily accessible. <laughs> so you know, it, it it brought it even to this day. I think I mean I think there would be some cases. Uh, sorry, not really to this day, but in college days. It, there would be cases of like, oh, this this shop has pancit canton on display, so we would be like, oh, okay, I I know I, I know what we're getting into. We're gonna have a shop that has like easily accessible food because oh. it has like snacks on display, and you wanted something <laughs> a bit heavy mm -hmm. to keep you going. Mm -hmm. It was pancit canton too. Oh my God. Chips. Chips are there, it's fine, but once it cut on was the best thing like, to keep you going. Yes. I would say that was my favorite snack. I, I mentioned this one to, again to my other episode with Danny Kim, my student. People, yeah, yeah. people could could listen could listen to that episode. Mineski <laughs> Pancit Canton hits different. Oh, yeah! It's, oh my god. It, was, like, yeah, it, it hits different. You know, it's not mushy. It's it has that bite, and then you just order pancit canton. You order two pancit canton, and then maybe they could cook an egg, and then if you, if you really are up to it, and hopefully I don't know in Cebu that where I played, I go to the VIP room. I played in the VIP VIP room, very quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have pancit canton, two orders of pancit canton. I would have an egg, and then if I'm playing with my friend. My friend would go down to go to Minute Burger and buy, yeah, yeah. you know, buy one of those burgers. And yeah, the buy one take one burgers. And then that would be the best thing ever. Oh my yeah, god! It's oh it's god. it's 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 one a.m. or two a.m. You're in Mineski. You're in your third game. You're in a winning streak, and then you're you 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 know you're you're. You have pancit canton, hot and spicy, and then you have egg, then you have a minute burger. <laughs> it just hits different, man. It's so yeah, it is different. It's so good, hands down. Eating pancit yeah. canton in Mineski, it's 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 different, you know. Eating it somewhere. Yeah, it was it was it was so different. <laughs> I would say like there were 
there were things that you couldn't compare. Like, yeah, there's chips, but you know, have you ever like sat down in a computer shop and ate pancit Those, those were the days, especially in especially in Mineski. Oh yes, but, <laughs> those were the days when you go out and you look like a zombie. <laughs> oh, dude, like we would we would be. We would be like, oh, dude, it's like 1 a.m. Like, I, but but you know those days, like, uh, uh when it was like, uh, when it when it hit like uh, college days, yeah, th- those would be some days, like. But most 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 of the time, what made food better was like, you know, uh, having having a friend like describe the experience mm-hmm. to you. I think those were one of the best memories you could ever have. Yes. When when it when it comes to food, it it, it was best. Like it was the best experience if you share it with mm-hmm. with some people you know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure, man, for sure. All right, just let's do a, my. I'm gonna do a quick little segment for you before we end this podcast. Mm-hmm. This is recommendations. Sure. Do not explain. Do not try to. Do not explain. Do not explain. Just okay. tell me what it is, okay? So okay, okay. so breakfast food. It, it's either a dish or somewhere I could eat in addition. Like a restaurant, so breakfast hmm. food recommendation top of your head, no explanation. Okay, uh, yeah, uh, definitely tapa. Top, so you know, we, yeah, yeah. You specific like tapa with egg is it top is top silo. Oh, okay, like uh, like it's a uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, my top of the head, like if it's going to be a top silo because tapa with egg, especially when it's made with that's it. Okay, top silo. Okay. Hmm. Um, um, early snacks, like, you know, 10 p.m., you're not really hungry, but you're kind of hungry, but you don't want to be too full for lunch. Snacks. Uh, definitely potato chips. Potato chips. Specific, what, what, Lay's? Oh, okay, okay. I mean, to to be honest, I've never had a preference, but I think it would be, uh... What do you call this? The one in the can. What's that called? Uh, Pringles. Pringles, there okay, we go. Pringles, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Pringles. So we have, we have Tapsi Log with egg. Obviously, it's, yeah. it's, it's Tapsi Log. But then, um, so uh, Pringles, lunch. Lunch. Uh, right off the bat, it would be adobo. Adobo manok or adobo, adobo baboy. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, basically that would be it. Okay, all right, definitely staple. Good, really good. Okay, Safe. All right, let's say dinner time. Dinner time. Uh, uh you know, on all honesty, yeah, sinigang. <laughs> oh, I love sinigang. Okay, yeah. last question: late night mm-hmm. snacks. <laughs> well, and as soon as we, as soon as you say it, right off the bat. One sit canton with eggs. <laughs> no, dude. Like, uh, I'm not. I'm not comparing. Yeah, I'm not comparing it to, you know, like things. Mm-hmm. I'm comparing it to the situation we have right now. Mm-hmm. Top there, like, top and, for sure. It's, it's definitely one sit canton with eggs. Wow, it hits the spot for sure. All right, yes, okay, yes. man. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. Thank you so All much, right. you know, for sharing your. Your story with us. Um, where can they find you, man? Okay, so for those of you who don't know, I have my own web page. It's going, if you search it, it's going to be Panda User. 
But if you like want a full rundown, it's called Shoutcasting Panda. But definitely, if you guys want to search me up, it's Panda User. Uh, for those of you on Instagram, it's going to be Instagram.com uh, slash The Cooking Panda Zero. That's mm. The Cooking Panda, just with a zero on the end. And I will be making maybe soon another page for my for my baking projects because yeah, it's hard to separate my mm-hmm. Facebook page with you know with what gaming baking. and baking. Yeah, so. People don't really know me that well for baking, but I, I will be getting into that soon if I don't have too much uh, gaming projects mm-hmm. in mind. But yeah, basically, uh, and also if you guys want to start like a conversation with me, uh, Twitter, uh, Twitter would be the best place. So it's it's just basically uh, twitter.com slash user zero. Okay. All right. Do you have any uh, any uh, um, events or things that they should look out for? Um, I I guess upcoming October eighteen, I will be shoutcasting or sorry, commentating on some Call of Duty Mobile. Ooh. But uh, details have not yet been fully uh, fully expounded on me mm-hmm. because uh, we're we're still I'm still working out with you know the contracts and such. Uh-huh. But yeah, I will definitely be posting about it soon. So it's gonna be some Call of Duty mobile. Yeah. Okay. All right, man. Thank you. Thank you so much again. That's John. That's Panda user. Check him out yep. for his his brownie. Check check him out with his for his gaming, and you know his other other types of things that he does. Anyways, thank you so much, man. Thank you, thank you. Um, thank you. Last question again. Every guest should always answer this question. If you mm-hmm. could have any dish right now, what would it be? No explanation. Oh, right now. Great, grade A5 Wagyu from Japan. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, it's, it's up there, but... That's the thing I want. Okay. All right. Grade A5 Wagyu for Panda user. Okay, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dave. All right. Hold on.